0: They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
1: When we know who we are in Jesus Christ, that's when we become the bold, and fearless witnesses that God desires for us to be and that He needs us to be. The confidence to testify of our relationship with Jesus Christ is going to come from that recognition of His presence in our daily lives.
0: Welcome to Faith to Victory Sunday Worship with Minister and Founder of Faith to Victory Ministries, Michael Collins. Now, here's today's message, The Effective Witness.
1: The scripture reference for this message is taken from Proverbs chapter 11, verse 30. And I'm reading from the modern King James Version. It says, the fruit of the righteous is a tree of life, and he who takes souls is wise. When we know who we are in Jesus Christ, that's when we become the bold and fearless witnesses that God desires for us to be and that he needs us to be. The confidence to testify of our relationship with Jesus Christ is going to come from that recognition of His presence in our daily lives. Before we can even think about being an effective witness for Christ with other people, we have to know that we know that we know that Jesus is the Lord of our life. What we do and what we say, how we think, and the manner in which we express it to other people is going to define the sincerity of our witness. And it's going to define the impact that it might have or it might not have on those who need the Lord, on those who need to hear His Word, on those who need to hear about the love and the care that He has for us and the fact that He gave His only Son to die for us because He loved us so much and wanted us to be forgiven and to have the hope of eternal life. Before we can get out there and be an effective witness, we have to know that we are a Christian. We have to know that our faith is where it needs to be, that our belief is standing on a solid foundation. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 12, it says, He who has the Son has life. He who does not have the Son of God does not have life. Pretty simple. If you got Jesus, you got life. And you've got it abundantly. If you don't have Jesus, you don't have life. You don't really know what life is. Know that you know that you know who you are in Christ. And then take what you know and share it with as many people as you can. Wherever you can and as much as you can. We have to understand that the empowering ministry of the Holy Spirit is in us. It says in Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 and 10, For once you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of the Spirit is is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. Let me read that to you one more time. That's Ephesians chapter 5, verses 8 through 10. It says, For you were once darkness... But now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth, proving what is acceptable to the Lord. Pray for boldness. Pray for opportunities to witness and memorize Scripture verses that are associated with salvation. Carry gospel literature with you. Carry your Bible with you. Be prepared to show people where to find certain scripture and how to understand it and how to apply it to their lives and how it applies to them. Show people that they're sinners. You don't get up in people's face and say, man, you're a sinner. You're going to hell. You don't do it that way. I've seen people do it that way. And the people that they're talking to turn around and go the other way. They don't want to hear it and they formulated in their mind that all Christians are like this. This is what Christianity is all about. They think we're better than everybody else. They think that we put ourselves above everybody because we've got Christ, and they don't. It shouldn't be like that. We just need to show them what God says about every, the fact that everybody are sinners. Everybody's a sinner. And that all have sinned, and all are going to continue to sin. Nobody is perfect. We aren't perfect. We're no more perfect than they are. Christians are not better than anyone else. We just recognize and we accept our imperfection and we accept our sin and we want to live in victory instead of defeat. James chapter 2, verse 10 says, For the one who obeys the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of all of it. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 says, And y'all all all know this one. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. I use that verse a lot when I'm witnessing to people and I try to make them understand that everybody sins, that we're all sinners, that nobody's going to live a perfect life. And, and, And God doesn't expect you to live a perfect life because you're not perfect. You're a human being. You won't be perfect until you get to heaven. The only perfect human being that ever walked this earth was Jesus Christ. God understands that, but God wants you to strive in your life to be all that you can be and to be as perfect as you're humanly capable of being. We have to show people that the penalty of their sin is death, and it's death in hell. Romans chapter 5, verses 12 and 13 says, So then, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all people, because all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world. But there is no accounting for sin where there is no law. Hebrews chapter 9 verse 27 says, And just as people are appointed to die once, and then to face judgment. We're all appointed to die. We're all going to die. We're all going to leave this world at some point or another. And we're going to face judgment at the end. And I know when I face judgment, I want to be judged in God's favor. And the way to be judged in God's favor is to have faith in His Son, Jesus Christ, to believe in His Son, Jesus Christ, to believe that He died on that cross for our sin, and that we have to gift the gift of eternal life through His death and His sacrifice. We have to show people that they have to accept Christ's payment for our sin by faith and turn from their sin. Don't continue to sin. Don't continue to willingly sin against God. Do everything you can to turn from it, to walk away from it, to begin a new life. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 13 says, Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes, and thus has righteousness. And with the mouth one confesses, and thus has salvation. In Acts chapter 2, verses 38 and 39, it says, Peter said to them, Repent, and each one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins. And you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far away, as many as the Lord our God will call to Himself. Salvation is for everyone. Everyone who will accept it. To grow in the grace of Christ on a daily basis, to walk in the freedom that comes with our salvation, to be an effective witness to be the salt of the earth and to let our light shine in this dark world. That's what we're called to do. Christ came here to set us free from our own selfish ways. To follow Him who is the way. There's no room for selfishness in the kingdom of God. And to anyone who neglects or refuses this calling, I'll remind you of the Apostle Paul's words to the young pastor, Timothy. He said, stand steady. Stand steady. And don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Bring others to Christ. Leave nothing undone that you ought to do. What Paul is telling him is bring as many people to the Lord as you can. And if you know someone that needs the Lord, do all you can do to get them to the Lord. Do all you can do to get them to understand that God loves them so much that He He will forgive them if they put their faith and their belief in His Son, Jesus Christ. We have to be alert against error and against sin and be faithful in the performance of our duty as an effective witness. Sometimes we've got to endure some hardship. Any good soldier of Jesus Christ is going to have to endure hardship along the way. We have to do the work of an evangelist. Do the work of preaching the gospel. Because we're we are the ones who are appointed to proclaim those glad tidings of salvation. We have to fulfill our ministry. We have to carry it out fully. We have to understand what our ministry is and let each ministry be fully, each one be fully convinced in his own mind of what the purpose of your ministry is. The work of an evangelist is first and foremost to tell the world the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. The fact that he shed his blood and he gave us his life so that we can have eternal life. We have to share with people the state that we were once in in our life when we didn't have Christ in our life and how blind we were to what Jesus' sacrifice really meant and how we understand now and we see it clearly by, by the grace of God. Explain the gospel to the unsaved because. When you're talking to someone who is unsaved, chances are they don't even know anything about this wonderful Savior and the wonderful news. Jesus said we must compel them to come in so that God's house may be filled. If this command is neglected, then the death and the burial and resurrection of Christ was all in vain. We as believers cannot and must not neglect that most important assignment and responsibility of our calling. And I'm sure you've said at one time or another to yourself, I'm not called to be an evangelist. I'm not called to be a minister. I'm just not meant for that. We'd all do very well to remember that it's not about us at all. But it's about Jesus and it's about what He's called us to do. Every person is precious to Him. He doesn't want anyone to perish. That's why God gave us the ministry of reconciliation to be able to bring people to Christ. Amen. Don't be afraid to witness. But before you do, know where you are and your faith. Know where you are today in your walk with the Lord. Are there areas where you're failing? Are there areas where you're improving? Learn to know where your strengths and your weaknesses are and your faith and your devotion to the Lord so that you can take care of whatever needs to be taken care of spiritually so that you can become the effective witness that God wants you to be. He's called us all to be effective witnesses for Him, to bring people to Him, to save souls. God doesn't want anyone to perish. He loves everyone so much and everyone is so precious to Him. Everyone. I know you know a lot of people in your life that you may not think are very precious, but they're precious to God. Their salvation means something to Him and it should mean something to us. Do all you can and everything you can to be an effective witness each and every day of your life.
0: Thank you for listening to today's program. Join Michael again next week for another encouraging message from God's Word on Faith to Victory Sunday Worship. For more daily inspiration and encouragement from Faith to Victory Ministries, find us on Facebook, Google+, and YouTube.